thank you for your leading. May we understand the importance of your leading. We can't have life without your leading. We can't walk in your ways without your leading. We have no strength without your leading. We have no hope without your leading. Oh, that we would wait upon you. Just as Paul prayed, I pray that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, that they would be opened, that we'd be able to see you, that in that, that there would be a waiting upon you, that the strength comes in the waiting. It's not in the sitting back and and waiting, it's, it's, it's a waiting that is a pressing in. It's entwining yourself so tightly with the Lord that nothing of this world has access to us, has access to our mind. It's becoming a living sacrifice. That's waiting. holy and it's pleasing to the Lord. It becomes a spiritual act of worship. That's waiting. Lord, I pray that we would not allow the things of this world to change us, to modify us, to affect us that we would no longer conform to these things, to what the world has to offer, that we would not be led by those things, but only the leading of the Spirit into the ways of the Lord. It's when we don't allow our lives to conform to the pattern of this world it's when we set our eyes upon you that we begin to come become transformed. There's a renewing of the mind. It says the mind that is set on the things of the flesh, the mind that is led by the things of this world that leads to death. The mind that is led by the Spirit leads to life and peace. Lord, I pray for peace in the hearts of every person right now. Lord, I thank you that as we, as we set our hearts upon you, even tonight, as we set the eyes of our heart upon you, as you enlighten us and awaken us and bring spiritual wisdom and revelation, as we worship you and as we behold you, our eyes become enlightened. We, 
we get to know you in a deeper way. We get to know you more. And this begins to transform us on the inside. We go from glory to glory. We behold you. There's an increase in glory in our own lives. And it says it comes from the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. So Holy Spirit, I pray for that empowering tonight. share this on Sunday, but I'm just going to share it again because it's just so stirring my heart. It's in Psalm 25. It says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Right after that, it says, so show me your ways, O Lord. Lord, I pray that you would show us your ways, that you would teach us your paths. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would guide us in truth as you reveal truth to us. By your Spirit, to our hearts, that you reveal the truth. And where the world would try to come in and, and send us in one direction, that your truth would lead us in the true direction. You would teach us your ways. It says, for my hope is in you all day long. That word hope is the same word for wait upon you. That we would wait upon you all day long. That we would twist ourselves together with you all day long, morning, noon, and night. May our lives be entwined with yours so closely that when you move, we have no choice but to move. We just move right with you. If you've ever played that game where you, you have your legs tied together, it's that, I, that, uh, field day thing where you, what's that called? Three-legged race, thank you. I felt like, I just saw this picture of like a three-legged race and it was like we were so twisted together and tied together with the Holy Spirit that it was like when, when he moved, we just moved. We just moved with him. We're so entwined with him that we would move with him. So Father, I pray that just like in that three-legged race, that we're, we're not trying to pull and, and go our own direction. It's, it's actually the way you win the three-legged race is, is one leads and the other one follows. Because if they both try to lead, you'll never win the three-legged race. <laughs> you'll see them fall down, try to get up. Only one can lead. And the secret in it is you, you tell, okay, you're going to lead. I'm going to just follow. And if you set that up beforehand, as long as you're the only one that knows that, you'll win the race. <laughs> the key is to know who's leading and who's following. Father, I thank you that we are always the one that's following. You're always the one that's leading. 
That's how we run the race. That's how we run the race that is set before us. Being led by your spirit, walking so closely to you and in your ways that when you move, we just move. Right after this, you say, you guide the humble in what is right. You move us, those that are humble, those that submit to your ways, those that are led by you. you. You lead us in what is right. You teach us your ways. For all your ways are loving. All your ways are faithful. And to those who keep your demands, who keep your commands, the commands of the covenant, you're faithful. You're loving. You never fail us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. May we, so, may we just hold so close to you. Thank you for your leading. Thank you. It's your heart to lead us. Thank you that when you lead us, there's no fear. There's no anxiety. We're not overwhelmed by the things of this world. You call us overcomers, more than overcomers, in the leading of your spirit, walking in your ways, knowing your will, and walking in obedience to it. Thank you, Lord. bring Dan up here and we're gonna we're gonna move just into a time of prayer you guys ready hearts aligned it's gonna be a fun night tonight <clears throat> and I want to ask I just want to ask for your engagement in this even if you don't want to get up and, and jump on a mic and pray that's that's fine you don't have to do that um Although I would encourage you to because I feel like sometimes there's just a, uh, there's something that we all play a part of. I do, I do just want to say, I'm sure we'll talk about, or Dan will probably mention it, but just as we pray, um, I know Dan's going to talk into a few things, um, but the, I feel like the key is when we get up here, if there's a scripture or something you want to read, read the scripture um, and then just pray into it. If you've got like a vision or something, uh, or a dream that the Lord's given you, don't don't share it. Pray it. Pray into it. Uh, and that way, what happens is we get to we just get to come into an alignment, into an agreement with what you're praying. And then I would just also say, just kind of keep in step with with the uh, the direction we feel like uh, that we're going tonight. So as Dan's talking and we're kind of going this direction. Don't come in out of left field and come over here. <laughs> there may be things that are on your heart, um, and, and that's, that's okay. Um, but hold that for another time as we're, as we're kind of, we'll get into, I feel like, a vein. And, uh, and then we want to pray into those things. And let's, we want to stay kind of in that vein together and pray into it. Um, and so uh, those are just kind of some, some things I would just ask you kind of to, as, as, we're, as we're praying together, uh, just helps us to kind of stay in that 
and that alignment of where we feel like the Lord's leading us uh, just tonight in these times. And, and this just becomes, it becomes so powerful because that corporate prayer and corporate alignment, it, this is what draws heaven to earth. And, and we go, well, we're only, you know, a small group of people here. Uh, it, it, it takes one. <laughs> and, and, but when there's more than one, uh, there is power in, in that unity, in that agreement. It says, or two or more are gathered there in the midst. But, I mean, you see Elijah, and he's, he's calling down. He, he's praying. He's, he's, a effect, he's praying effective prayers. And, uh, and it's one man that, that prays, and there's a drought for three years, and he prays again, and then, and then the water comes, and uh, the rains come. And so there is, it takes one to be effective in prayer. And I believe, though, when you have two in agreement, Man, there's power. It's one sends a thousand to flight, two sends ten thousand to flight. So, God's math is a little different than our math. So, anyway, Dan, take it. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? Um, like I shared with you before, like your pastor, I've been in uh, a lot of a lot of different prayer meetings, and um, figured out over two thousand prayer meetings, probably. And there is a, an absolute anointing on the corporate level of prayer. It's different than personal ministry. All right, everybody look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, right now there's an anointing in the room for personal ministry. You can feel it. You can feel it. It's on the house. It's here. This is where we now observe another anointing that's here. It's to engage as an intercessor. There's not, there's not enough intercessors. Um, that's why God has been assembling these meetings because we need more. God is looking for intercessors that will position themselves between the living and the dead and make intercession. That is the way the will of heaven comes to earth only is through prayer. Amen. Um, I want to talk to you about always reminding you of the prophetic. Mike Bickle said that for 15, 20 years of IHOP, his assignment, is to always hold the prophetic in front of the entire group of people. Never leaving the prophecies of Bob Jones, never leaving the prophecies of Chuck Pierce, Dutch Sheets, prophesying over that place. Um, even what Bill Johnson said, that one of the most powerful ministries, two of the most powerful ministries in the earth right now is Lou Ingalls' ministry and IHOP. Um, because of the power of intercession, um, there is the intention of God right now to move in a way like we've never seen before. On Monday, there was several hundred pastors and intercessors that were here. Mike's vision for the 400. And it was, um, it was a meeting like we've not had before, at least that I've been in the meetings. The anointing was so strong, I actually, it was making my bones ache. Um, it was, I, I left here aching. My bones actually hurt. It was like that Jeremiah, Lord, your word is in my bones like fire. There was such a unity, such an anointing amongst these pastors. It was th over three hours long, and it felt like five minutes. It was just so anointed and so powerful. There is such a turning of the hearts right now of pastors and leaders. Ever since I heard that this house has been had a prophetic word, that it is anointed to govern over a 120-mile radius, there is a demand on that. That we operate in the personal anointing, that ministry anointing, but then we also move in as intercessors with radical faith because faith is what supercharges prayer. If you're praying and you're under warfare, then your prayers are ineffective, then they will be. 
if you are praying and you are convinced that what you are praying is happening, because Jesus said, if you will pray to the Father in my name and according to my will, whatever you pray will happen. There, there is no negotiating it. And I'm telling you, it is the will of God to baptize his church with fire. It is the will of God to awaken every pastor in this region. It is the will of God to winnow out of every denomination. It's the will of God to winnow out of the Mormon Tabernacle Church, out of the Jehovah's Witnesses. He's going after cult leaders. He's invading, he's invading into witchcraft houses. He is. There, there is a level of witches getting saved right now that we've never seen before. He is breaking in on mediums. There's been reports in small prayer meetings they've been praying where doors. I had a pastor recently tell me that six people gathered together in prayer. The unity was so powerful, a medium, which was his neighbor, came and knocked on his door and said, please, if you could just halt your prayer meeting for 20 minutes. That's what he said. He said, I have to read the bones for somebody, for a very influential businessman that's coming to me, and I cannot hear and get revelation. Please, out of respect, hold your prayer meeting for 20 minutes so I can get revelation. That pastor said, what do you think I did? He says, we took it up a notch. If we could understand the power of our intercession, these next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit more talking than, than normal. It's only because if we can build faith as one and move together, this is, this is what um, Bob, um, Bob Jones said. He was in deep prayer right before he passed away on Valentine's Day. And the Lord spoke to him, Bob, if 20 intercessors can come together in unity and have faith that their prayers are effective, the Lord showed him, 20 intercessors can turn the entire tide of Ramadan. 1.3 million worshipers. 20 intercessors can shift the culture at Ramadan. And he says, and then the Lord said to him, tell my people to stand in the gap and to pray. Tonight, we're going to enjoy this personal anointing, but now we're going to take up the mantle of an intercessor. You know, Jesus is our intercessor. We don't pray to Mary. We pray to Jesus because he is our great high priest and our great intercessor. He's interceding day and night for those inheriting salvation. He is an intercessor, and his work in the church is through intercession. For my house shall be called a house of prayer. Dutch Sheet says, if a church is not praying, not an effective church so we're going to pray tonight we are going to in faith tonight and I want you to get this so deep you've got to get this language in you oh this is no little thing what we are doing is shaking the entire boundaries and borders of Colorado 120 miles now that word has been given to Pastor Mike through different languages you know what uh, Chuck Pierce was very specific with it other people, Sharon, you gave a very powerful word about the house of prayer in here. Many other people have been prophesying about prayer. And so the demand of God has come to this house. And it's saying, pray, stand in the gap, and I will answer by fire. Amen. Here's two scriptures on that, on the heart of God. This, this is such a profound one. I, I get really touched by this one. It said, so Moses said to Aaron, take a censer, because there was a plague that had broken out amongst the people. Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar and put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them, for a plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded 
and he ran into the midst of the assembly. For the plague had started. And so he put in the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living. And the plague will stop. The plague can go right along with the famine. God says there is a famine for my word in the land. I heard a prophecy just recently that God is about to completely take the altars and the pulpits and light them on fire again. We will have fire on the pulpit. Amen. We will have fire on that altar. And we're going to stand tonight. What is our prayers going to affect? I have been personally interceding over two pastors in our city. One pastor recently told me he's kind of a big deal in the city. He said, I, I'm done with the prophetic thing. I don't like the songs that go longer than singing it once or twice. And, and he was just really frustrated. And I started crying at this coffee shop, and I, I, I grabbed his arm. And I could tell he didn't really care for me getting in his space, but I didn't care. I felt the heart of God for him. And I said, Pastor, I said, we need the oil in his presence. What do we have if we don't have him? I said, go back into engineering. Go back and make big money. Lay down, Pastor. Because if you don't have Jesus, and you don't have the fire of his presence, and you don't have oil, there's nothing else for you to do but go back to your secular employment. And I said to him, we need him. And then I heard that song by Lyndon Cooley, I need you more, more than the air that I breathe. And I played it all the way, and I drove around the city, and I wept, and I cried out for that brother. And I felt such a pain, because I could tell that he had been under so much pressure, under so much attack. I didn't have frustration. I had compassion on him. And then I said, Lord, thank you for the grace. Lord, keep my heart burning. Let me never fall asleep. I don't want to get drunk in this culture, in this environment. Keep me awake. You know, we live in an intense environment. I just heard there is such revival happening in Iran, and I watched a video. It's called Sheep Amongst Wolves. There is such an explosion of revival in Iran. Jesus is showing up to every Muslim you could imagine. He's showing up in physical form. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of prostitutes, of, of ladies. They're saying it is a revival of women in Iran. The oppression is breaking off of them. Most of the women in Iran have been raped, sexually abused, and, and Jesus is coming and unveiling his bride. It's powerful. And so several Iranians, they fled Iran because the persecution was great. They came here, started businesses, and a lady just the other day said to her, husband, we must move back to Iran, for I'm falling asleep again. Over America, there's a lulling. Whatever we have to do, Lord, keep my heart awake. Keep my eyes upon you. Stir me up. Lord, let me feel your jealous love again. I've got to feel the jealous burning because there's something trying to lull us asleep, and here's where the intercessor steps in, and you first say, Lord, burn me with your fire. Let it start in me, and I'm going to stand in the gap between the living and the dead, and I'm going to stand against this plague of the Word of God, and I'm going to declare, Lord, let your Word run through our land swiftly. Let our hearts burn for your presence again to where we cry out, Lord, send your glory. The Lord's been speaking to me many times to come up here and just to pray, because this is God. Pastor Mike has not declared this. He's declared what God said. But God has declared this a high place. He's declared this. There's a governance of this house to prophesy over a root structure. And he says, all I want you to do, I want you to walk around. And I want you to ask me, send my glory. Lord, send your glory. That's all I can pray. Lord, send your glory. Send your glory. 
because it's in the glory, it's in his presence that we come close to him. Everything in that fire gets consumed. That's what he said to the church. You're poor, you're wretched, you're miserable, you're blind. You have need of nothing. He says, I want you to go and I want you to buy from me gold refined in fire. That's the fire of his presence. And we're going to pray tonight. Lord, baptize your church in fire. The people of the land, Ezekiel, it says they have used oppression. They've committed robbery. They've mistreated the poor and the needy. And they have wrongly oppressed the stranger. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. God's looking for an intercessor tonight. God's looking for an intercessor tonight. I want to encourage you, Isaiah 35. It's been a prophetic word for several years over the entire front range that God is going to beautify the desert places. Isaiah 64, it's a prophecy of the first five verses over all 64 counties. The Lord said, I'm going to rend the heavens and I'm going to come down. These mountains will shake in my presence. And he's going to awaken. And I think it says in verse 6 or 7, and it says, for there is none who will stir themselves up to take a hold of me. But we're going to pray that that changes. Lord, let us be stirred up. We can take a hold of you. Stir up pastors. Stir up churches. Why are we going after pastors? Because if God can capture the pastor, then everything under the tree where the fruit falls can get captured too. Lord, awaken pastors. Awaken shepherds. Awake your bride. Awaken me. It's like that song, Lord, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord. I'm standing in this need of Light, it's like what Jim Elliott said right before he died, right before spears went through his stomach. He said, Lord, take these idle sticks in my heart and light them on fire that I may burn for you. We're praying tonight as an intercessor. Lord, let us burn for you. I keep hearing in my spirit that the people of God are about to turn to the fire. It's the same fire that presented itself to Moses in a bush that wasn't consumed. And he saw the fire. He turned aside unto it. That's when God spoke. And I feel like we're to declare tonight, Lord, cause your church to turn aside again to the fire. I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the place that nothing satisfies me. Nothing satisfies but His presence. And I don't really want to be anywhere else. I want His presence. I want it in my home. I want it in my marriage. I want my in his presence. What is presence? Declare this tonight. This is a strong passage out of Ezekiel. It's a promise. We're going to declare it. Thus says the Lord God, because they say to you, you have devoured men and you bereave your nation of children. Therefore you shall devour men no more, nor bereave your nation anymore, says the Lord. Then he says, I'm going to come and I'm going to sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean and I'm going to cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and 
you will keep my judgments and do them. God sang over a hard nation, over hard cities. I'm going to come sprinkle you again with water. And I'm going to give you a heart to know me. I declare this over my kids every night. I pray for them. Isaiah 54. Lord, you said that you will give my children a heart to know you. And great shall be their peace. I lay hands on my girls every night. I declare over you girls, God's given you a heart to know him. You will know him and love him all the days of your life. And great shall be your peace. And we're declaring that over our region, that God's giving churches again. And that very man that I've been praying for, that pastor, who's been difficult he was a little bit, I, I saw him even on Monday, and I walked up, and I saw the power of God. He hit him halfway through the meeting, and he jumped up and began to pace in the back back here, crying out for more of the Lord, crying out for more. Another pastor I had been praying for that I had been concerned because he was under so much attack on Monday. His eyes were full of the fire of God. But I said, Lord, I will set myself to pray for your affections over the bride because prayer is working. It's bringing deliverance against everything where the enemy has set himself against men and women of God, against churches to try to redig those wills. It says in Genesis, I think it's a 30th or 13 or 30, and it says in Isaac, he came back into the land of Canaan and he saw all the wells that his father Abraham had dug. He said, I'm going to redig these wells, and it says, and there he found water. We're redigging wells. We're pursuing after them tonight. Amen. Father, we bless your name tonight. Lord, we declare again at this high place with faith into this root structure of Colorado. Father, we stand tonight as intercessors. Lord, you said you were looking for intercessors who would stand in the gap, but you couldn't find anyone. But you found them tonight. Those that have gathered to pray, to seek your face, and to stand in faith that what we pray tonight is in accordance with your will. And we pray it in the name of Jesus. And the Father who answers by fire will answer tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're declaring the very spirit of Elijah standing on Mount Carmel as an intercessor between God and between all of Israel who was corrupt with the spirit of witchcraft. Lord, that man stood and called upon the great God who answers by fire. And in one moment, you answered and you struck down a satanic root structure. And the people of God, their eyes were opened and they returned in repentance back to you. Millions of people in a moment that a God that answered by fire. Father, we bless Colorado. We declare that you are doing a new thing in our land. Right now, as prayer is even invading our capital for the next 60 days, Lord, you are doing a new thing. As prayer intercessors and pastors are in the capital from here all the way into May, interceding over our representatives, Lord, we declare over Jared Polis that you will sweep him into the kingdom of God. We declare over all of our representatives that you will sweep them into the kingdom of God. Father, we bless into the downtown area of Denver that you will touch that Capitol building, the fire of God from that dome all the way into the foundations. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare that Colorado is at a high place. The high places belong to you and you are answering by fire. We declare for righteous rule out of that place in Jesus' name. And we stand again, I think it's Psalm 25, and it says this, that the scepter of the wicked will no longer rest on the land allotted to the righteous. 
So Lord, we stand tonight and we bless the land. We call forth into every denomination. Let the spirit of awakening, the groan of the bride come, on, come again. Lord, we declare a hunger in your people, a hunger in your pastors, a hunger into every denomination. Father, we declare a harvesting out of every cult, out of every satanic assembly. We declare a harvesting out of the Mormon church, out of the Jehovah's Witnesses churches. We declare a harvest of souls in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless your name. Let's pray tonight. If you feel compelled to come pray, like Pastor Mike said, just release the word. Try to keep it if you can. Keep it short. We want to just keep that anointing, keep that flow going tonight. I bless you. Let's pray. Let's take our place as intercessors tonight. Stand in the gap. Don't ever underestimate the power of tears. If you could weep on behalf of somebody. Revivalist said, Lord, don't ever let me preach to him until I can weep over him. Let's weep over pastors. Let's weep over churches. Man, I feel the heart of God again tonight. Let's weep over our city. Let's weep. Let's declare new life. That the season of dead, death, and spiritual blindness is over. Let's prophesy new life. That God will sprinkle us again with fresh water. In Jesus' name. Just come up and just begin to pray over this. I feel like, too, just some of you, like even in your sphere of influence, just as you're praying over maybe just the, the workplace, you're praying over your family, you're praying over those that, are, uh, that you have influence over. Uh, but as you do it, pray it corporately for all families. Pray it for the workplaces. Pray it for, pray it for the churches. Pray it for the pastors. That there's an awakening right now. Jesus says, I've come to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And there is a fire <laughs> along with the Spirit that is going forth. There is a shaking that is happening right now. I'll just pray. Lord, I just thank you for this, for this fire. I thank you for this shaking that's happening right now across America, especially across America. Lord, you, you're, but it's happening in, throughout the world right now. The scripture in, in uh, Hebrews 12, it says right at the end, it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Lord, I thank you that the, the kingdom that you have for us it's a kingdom that cannot be shaken, which means that everything that's being shaken right now is to shake those things off, to burn those things off so that there's a purity in your kingdom of the eternal things and not the things of this world. Lord, I thank you for the cleansing of the church that you're doing. I thank you for the cleansing of, of hearts that you're doing. 
And though it may be painful, it's painful because we're holding on to things that are not of the Lord. I thank you for the purity that you're bringing to your church. And Lord, we just say it's that, it's, it is that discipline that the Lord would bring, that he disciplines his children. He disciplines those that he loves. He actually, and it can be a little painful, but it's because of his mercy and his grace that he does this. So Lord, I ask right now, Lord, discipline us. <laughs> Lord, change us, change our hearts, turn our hearts completely and totally towards you. Lord, I pray for any mixture in our lives. I pray for any mixture in the hearts of, of pastors in this region, of leaders in this region, of, of, of ministry leaders, of, of those that have influence. Uh, Lord, that you would, you would convict hearts as we're talking about that these are gatekeepers. And even as, as parents are gatekeepers in their own homes, Lord, I pray that there would be that conviction of hearts to walk in holiness, to be holy as I am holy. Lord, I pray for that, that shift in the Spirit, that we would, as we move by the Spirit, we move into a deeper place of, of humility, which brings us into holiness. Lord, take those things from us that are not of you. I pray for a revealing, Lord, just as, as the, that pastor was... Was, there's just, I feel like there's these areas in our hearts that are just, they've been hardened over years. Lord, I pray for the circumcision of hearts. I pray that you would soften hearts again. As you open the eyes of our hearts, you're softening our hearts that we would see you in new ways, that we'd have greater understanding of who you are, or that you would tenderize those areas of our hearts, that we would walk so closely with you. Lord, I pray also that as you, in this, in this time of shaking, of shaking, that you are awakening, <laughs> the shaking to the awakening, <laughs> Lord, you are, you are shaking, but you are awakening your church in this season, and even just for the, for that, there's Ezekiel 33, you think it is, it's, it's the watchman on the wall, and Lord, that we would be a people that would cry out, just as that, as Dan was talking about, about standing between the living and the dead. And it's that place of worship and intercession for those that do not know you, Lord. It's that we would cry out for the, for the workers, for the labors, for those, for us. We would cry out for us to awaken in this season that we would be those that would share the gospel with the people around us. Lord, we want to see an awakening of your church. We want to see an awakening of your people. And uh, one of the scriptures the Lord just put up, was putting on my heart is this, wake up, O sleeper. It's, this is Ephesians 5. Lord, I pray this over, over the church right now, over pastors and leaders that are asleep right now, that, that have been so lulled to sleep, just as those people from Iran are going, we need to go back to Iran to be awakened. Lord, I, pr I pray that you would awaken us, and even in this in this small shaking, this isn't even a big shaking. This is like a tremor. This, this is nothing. <laughs> but, Lord, in this shaking, that you would awaken your church, that you would awaken us, awaken the sleepers, that we would rise from the dead, and that Christ would shine on us. If, as we arise, shine. It says, and your glory comes, and the, it says, the glory of the Lord actually rises upon us. So, Father, I pray that you, Christ, would shine upon us, that your glory would rise upon us as we arise and as we shine in this season. It says, be careful then 
how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And then it says, therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Lord, give us an understanding of what your will is in this season. Open the eyes of our heart in this season that we would know your will, your plans, your purposes, and then that we would walk fully in them, that we would embrace what you're doing, say yes to what you're doing, and walk in it. I'm just going to pray one last thing, and I feel like just you guys can tag onto this and jump into this. Dan and I were just speaking about this in the, in the prayer room before. It's water. In Revelation 4, 3, the end of 3, the church of Laodicea, especially for America. This is, this is America. <laughs> I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, and I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, you are pitiful, you are poor, you're blind, and you're naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. <laughs> there it is. That's the fire. So that you can become rich and then the white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness. This is that, that righteousness that we would walk in. And then the salve to put on your eyes so that you can see once again, that we would have spiritual eyes to see, that the, the church would be awakened. These are letters to the churches, and this is the church of Laodicea, and it just seems like this is the church of, of the Western church. This is the United States here. This is where we, where we stand today. So, Father, I pray that there would be an awakening, that for those that say, I'm rich, I'm I've acquired my wealth. I don't need anything. Lord, that you would open eyes to see that, no, they're, they're not rich, but they're actually wretched. They're, they're pitiful, poor, blind, naked. But there's a chance. <laughs> they can counsel from you, and they can buy the gold that is refined in the fire. They can change their ways, and they can come to you. They can put on those white clothes. They can put on that. They can clothe themselves with humility. They could turn towards you and walk in your ways. Lord, I pray that, that, that we as the church would turn towards you, that we would humble ourselves, repent, and walk fully in your ways, that there would be an awakening in the church. This is to the church. It's not actually to the, just to the people. It's to the church. So, Father, I pray for the awakening of the church of the United States, the awakening of the church of Colorado for the 64 counties, Lord, that there would be an awakening. Lord, I thank you. This is your desire, and it's your heart that you would open the eyes of the hearts of pastors and leaders as, as those gatekeepers. Lord, I thank you that as they lift up their heads, as it talks about in Psalm 24, it says that the king of glory may come in. Lord, I thank you. This is your desire is to come into these places, to come into your church, to light up your church. Lord, to see your kingdom come and your glory just fall in this place. Not so that we can have church in our little churches, but so that we can go out and we can see your kingdom come. That we would be a light in the darkness. That we would shine like stars in the universe. 
So, Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that our hearts are aligning with yours in this season. I thank you for a purity that is coming to the church. I thank you that it's a fire that is coming to refine your church in this season and in this time. In Jesus' name. spirit that has been in this region and father I just thank you that we continue to come against that in the name of Jesus Lord we desire to see the axe put to the root of that spirit father God but as I'm praying about that God that there are many pastors especially out there that need healing because they felt the effect of that spirit so, Father, we're just asking you right now to take your healing balm of Gilead, Father God, and heal the hearts of those pastors that were pierced by that spirit. Father God, heal their hearts. Father, and let fire there, Father God. Let a fire, a refiner's fire, just because, Lord, you say the silver and the gold is yours. There is plenty to go around that we do not have to be fearful about that. I thank you, Father, for, for what you've done even here, Father, how you've allowed this church to sow into other churches. God, would you continue to increase that, Father God? Would you multiply that, Father, not only here, but in the other churches in this region, Father God? Would you multiply those riches that go out to each church and each body, Father God? Put it on fire, Father, that, that the pastors would let each other know that what I have is yours. What I have is yours. I'm sorry that if you felt that that was not the case, but what we have is yours. So, Father, I just thank you for that healing that is moving. Father God, for any of the, you know, just release trust. Release trust in the pastor's hearts for each other. Father God, give them grace to overlook just things that they're actually reacting to is not actually in the heart of the ones that are coming to them, but it's more something that's in them that you would just go back and you would heal that, you would strengthen them, and you would bring unity in that area. That that claim-jumping spirit would not only would never be seen in the churches in Colorado again, but it would flow out of those churches because we actually see it in our commerce around us. So, Father, do your work in the church so that we can affect the commerce in this state. In Jesus' name, amen. In worship, I just kept hearing blind faith, blind faith, over and over again. The world's definition, belief without understanding, perception, without understanding, perception, or discrimination. The Word of God in faith says this, now faith is being sure 
of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is the faith that Dan was talking about, guys. The faith, the intercessory faith that says, I'm going to stand firm on the faith. And it may be blind faith that there's faith on one end, God, where we have no perception, no understanding, no context or any of it, but we know you're in it, Lord, then let it be. There's even other faith, Lord, where we have some understanding or you've spoken to us. I thank you for that kind of, even as Andrew spoke it or preached it a couple of, uh, taught it a couple weeks ago, Lord, radical faith. It's kind of like blind faith. God, I thank you for the words of Jesus. You all believe because you can actually see. But blessed are those who do not see but yet believe. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the blind faith that Abraham had. I love how Dan ended his prayer. He's talking about Abraham. Abraham didn't had no, it was blind faith. He didn't know where he was going, Lord. He didn't know what he was doing. You gave him no direction, Lord, but yet. But yet, he just went on your command. His only son, Sarah, 90 years old, in faith, putting your only son on the altar to be sacrificed. Who would have believed that the descendants, Lord, of Abraham in blind faith, Lord, would believe that all the descendants to come after him would outnumber the stars. They would outnumber all the stars of the entire universe. Lord, I thank you. That blind faith may look like Jehoshaphat. It may look like Jehoshaphat stepping in and not putting the carnal weapons on the front line, Lord, but putting the worshipers on the front line in radical obedience and blind faith. I thank you, God, even for Abraham. It was counted to him as righteousness, Lord. It may look like blind faith, Lord, that Gideon had moving from 30-some-odd thousand troops down to 300, only to obliterate 135,000, Lord. That's blind faith. God, let us not be like Saul in disobedience, Lord. I just repent. That's that claim jumper. That's that some things that Dan spoke into, but it's that spirit, that disobedient spirit and delayed Delayed obedience is disobedience. But Lord, I, I, I pray, God, on behalf of the church that we would not have a disobedient spirit, Lord, like Saul, who sacrificed the sheep against the will and against the word of the prophet Samuel, leading to death, literal death, right after that. Operating in his flesh, the very thing that brings death, and not operating in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. God, I thank you for the church right now. God, opening their eyes. In fact, I just declare this right now. I declare that there's an opening of the eyes. This is that awakening that Mike was speaking of. There's a shaking and then an awakening. God, let us like, be like the servant of Elisha when they were surrounded by all of the troops, all of the armies, 
that morning. That's all he could see. He was in fear. He was in anxiety. Fit to be tied, but yet, Elisha says this, Lord, let him see. God, I thank you right now that we would see, Lord. Even as Elisha's servant saw then all the angel armies, Lord, I thank you right now that we would see in the Spirit. God, I thank you for that seer anointing, Lord, to come on your church. And that prophetic, that prophetic, intercessory, corporate, and regional prayer and intercessor, intercessory anointing that, that Dan was speaking of, that we would see the angel armies, all the chariots and all the angels and all of the warriors that outnumbered any natural or carnal troop. God, we press in right now. God, we press in right now. God, I prophesy over right now, over Colorado, that the eyes of your bride would be awakened, Lord. That the eyes of your bride, Lord, would be opened in this hour and they would be able to see. That every ear that can hear and that every eye that can see, God, whether in the natural or in the spirit, God, they would see what you're doing. They would understand the signs of the times. And they would understand the season that we're in. I thank you for the war that we're in, Lord. I thank you that we're advancing. Lord, we are no longer on the defense. (laughs) We are on the offense, God. I thank you for warrior intercessors right now to be called up. I feel like there's some online that may be watching right now. That you have an intercessor. You have such a secret place. You have such a, a warrior mentality in that place of intercession with the Lord. I feel like you even have you even have words that you've spoken and things that you've prayed that have been answered and you have no idea that they've been prayed. And that like over nations, literally I just feel like nations over nations, you've spoken things and they've come to pass. Have that faith, God. I just come into agreement with Dan, Lord, that we're gonna stand together and have the faith as intercessors in a corporate environment, and as a region, and over the church, the bride, and the believers, and the unbelievers, Lord. I thank you, God, that you'd invade, Lord, every government building in this state, every government building in this nation, Lord. That every leader, Lord, God, would feel your presence sweep through the halls, sweep through the halls of every government building and every capital in all 50 states, Lord. I don't know why I just see all 50 states. Lord, I thank you for all 50 states that you are going to blow through the the hallways, the halls of every government building in every capital in all 50 states. The lower 48 and the two out there, Lord, Hawaii and Alaska. So, God, we just proclaim and declare right now for an awakening of the church, Lord, like we haven't seen before. I thank you that the intercessors, God, are being called They're being enlisted, Lord. There's an army of intercessors that are coming forth. I thank you for the warriors, Lord, the ones that will stay, God, the ones that will have blind faith, Lord, the ones that, God, when they're interceding, you count it as righteousness because they are praying into and believing for. They are praying into and believing for the very things, Lord, that need to break loose, that need to be shaken, Lord, so that you can move. pray these things in the mighty loving name. In the revival giving name of Jesus, amen.
just want to intercede for our hearts. Father, I would I just pray and intercede right now for our hearts. You would soften our hearts. In James 4, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter turn into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Father, I pray for a soberness, a quickening of our hearts to soften and to just submit to you in Jesus' name. I pray for it in the, in the government, in the businesses, in churches. Father, I just have a burning in my heart for that submission and that humility. We need it so bad. I need it so bad. I just thank you, Father, that you have been so merciful and that you give us so much grace. And then in Revelation 3, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Father, I pray that we open the door. I pray that we open the door in Jesus' name. Father, we welcome you. We open the door and ask that you would have your way in our hearts. You would cleanse our hearts. So we just say yes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, it's so good. That's that second part of that revelation. You can come up here, Sharon. Just wanna, just wanna say that again. Those whom I love, I rebuke and I discipline. So be earnest and repent. And then he says, "Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I I will eat with them." and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and I sat down with my father on his throne. And he says, so he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Father, I do just pray for that, that spirit of repentance. Jesus, you're standing at the door you're knocking, you're knocking on our hearts. Lord, I pray for that single-mindedness, not the double-mindedness, not those that will worship the Lord but then serve idols, but those that are fully, wholeheartedly devoted to you, the Davids, those as the Daniels. Lord, that there would be no mixture in what we do. Lord, that our hearts would be fully turned towards you. Thank you, Jesus.
Joel 2, 12. Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relearns from sending calamity. Father God, I pray, Lord, for all those individuals that have turned from you, Lord Jesus, for all those pastors whose eyes have been shut to the cares of this world, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you soften their hearts, that you take scales off, Lord Jesus, that you turn their hearts back to you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that as they think that they're praying to you, Lord Jesus, as they're walking and, and, and saying this liturgy, Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that it be shattered. Father, as you shattered me when I was 15, as I was praying a rosary, and you told me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm praying to you. You said, no, you're praying to a dead woman. As you woke me up, wake them up, Lord Jesus. Father God, just wake them up that they may hear your voice again, Lord. That they may know you, Lord Jesus, once again, wake them up, Lord. Father, just as you've done with so many, Lord, that you've tenderized hearts just for you, Lord. Wake them up again, Lord. Joel 2, 19, the Lord will let the priest, 17 and then 19, let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? The Lord will reply to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object, object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern of army far from you, pushing it into the parched and barren land. Father God, I pray for those pastors that you are awakening right now, Lord Jesus, that they may turn their hearts to their people, Lord, that they may see what's happening today, Lord Jesus, that they may see the hurt, that they may have compassion, Lord Jesus, for their people, for the flock that you've gifted them, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you awaken them once again to you, Lord Jesus, to your heart, Lord. Give them a heart that breaks yours, Lord. Give them a heart for their people, Lord Jesus, for those that are in the streets, the drug addicts, Lord Jesus, the single parents, Lord. Father God, let them seek your face for their people. Let them go down in their knees, Lord. Let them know that you are love, that you still hear their voice, Lord. Let them know that you are still here. And more than ever, Lord, let them feel the fire of your presence, Lord. Let their faces, Lord Jesus, just shine with your love that they may have a, a heart for you, Lord Jesus, that burns for you. I thank you, Father God, in your holy and precious name, Lord.
one more and then we'll close. Anyone else? He's been speaking to me in poems and parables lately. And a couple weeks ago had me write this and now I, I see why and I know why. So I declare this poem not only in the hearts of every pastor in Colorado, but every person in Colorado. Born as children of a royal birth, noble spirits of eternal worth, we to him are known, myself he calls his own. We'll strive to fill the role of our creation and rise to be a standard for the nations, we will. Called as keepers of the holy flame, sent as bearers of his holy name, guardians of the light, faithful in the fight. We're standing as witnesses in all things, holding fast to all that we believe we are. This love he gives so graciously, I feel it as Jesus faces me. Directly in his heart, we will never drift apart. Holding us in the palm of his hand, keeping us out of unholy quicksand, he will. I will lay down my life for him because Abba Father protects his kin from darkness into light, we have become his knights. To fight the battle of eternity, we'll come home to him with a victory, we will. Forgive our parents who failed to achieve all that we are truly meant to believe. The Bible to us is known forever on your throne. We will follow you as children of light. We will bow down in your glorious sight. We will. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Remove the lies that fill our head and flood your truth to the masses. In darkness we can see we are coming home to thee. We are. Find the light and hold it for the world to see. Live to be the warriors we are meant to be. We are precious in his sight, sent to be the children of light. Arise, arise, and raise the torch. Arise, 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 and shine forth. We will arise. And he told me as I was sitting over there, to declare this over everyone and to declare over the pastors and to let them know and instill in their hearts those who have been not hearing him so clearly that the ones that feel like he has left their side, he was just strengthening their armor during this time, strengthening it to something stronger than that of mithril 
so that no matter what demon comes at them, no matter what adversity, no matter what obstacle comes in their way with this new armor he is bestowing upon the pastors of Colorado, nothing can get through to them. No darkness, no evil, no lie can penetrate this armor, can penetrate their ears for their ears are protected, their eyes are protected and the caps are completely removed. And we declare that the veil be removed from Colorado, that every person in Colorado hear and see and feel your presence, your voice and everything that you have for them. Allow us to step into this destiny that you have declared for us, God. And we love you so very much and are thankful for all of these things and say them in Jesus' name. Yeah, I want to pray over the uh, Supreme Court because uh, it says, first of all, to pray for government leaders like presidents, kings, and um, the ones that have tremendous power, nine men that are appointed, the judges have tremendous power like kings, you know, to uh, make laws, say this is constitutional, that's not. And at the end of Malachi, it says, uh, let the hearts of the fathers be turned to the children and vice versa. So I want to pray for the Supreme Court that uh, they'll uh, um, stand for life, you know, uh, for the lives of these precious children. Lord, I just pray for the leaders on the Supreme Court, Lord, that you'll touch them, Lord, bring people their way, Lord, or whatever it takes, Lord, to, uh, to, to help them to see how valuable and precious these moms are and their unborn children, Lord, that you'll guide them, Lord. It says to pray, first of all, for government leaders. So these are government leaders appointed. So, Lord, to help them to do what's right and just in your eyes, not in man's eyes, but your eyes, to protect these precious children, Lord, and their moms. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I just heard tonight when standing over there, I just heard that Second Chronicles 7.14. The Lord says, you've humbled yourself. You've prayed. And I am answering you. And I'm going to heal the land. So we thank you tonight for that, Lord. I want to ask you something. Who in here felt a weeping come over you? You felt weeping in your heart. Just raise your hand. That's the weight of an intercessor. That's what God had Ezekiel to do. When he had him doing prophetic acts, laying on his side, interceding over a backslidden Israel. And here we are as intercessors. And there's like the Lord said, I want you to carry my burden tonight. I want you to carry the weight what's on God's heart. And I want you to pray. And what always follows that, right now I feel a joy. I feel like I want to just get into a secret place and spend time with him. That's the reward for interceding. There's a drawing away. There's an oil for the intercessor. Amen. The Lord has heard us tonight. Then he says, he says, and my eyes will be opened and my ears will be opened in this place. He's hearing us tonight. He's responding. And he's saying, I'm healing your land. Because you stood in the gap. You stood as a place of intercession. It's always, you can always take 
what you intercede for others, God will always give it back to you. If your heart needs to be awakened, cry out for somebody else's heart to be awakened. And God will make sure that you get that fire and that oil in your own life. Amen? Because he can never be outgiven. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you for the mantle that you have placed upon us to pray. We thank you for the invitation into your heart that we get to get a glimpse of how you feel, what you see over Colorado, what you're declaring. Lord, we declare that every word curse over this land that was released in the 70s and 80s, that Colorado is resistant to Holy Spirit. We declare that Colorado is desperate for Holy Spirit. We are hungry for the fire and for the living water. So, Lord, we declare, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in Colorado as it is in heaven. Lord, you have found a place that will stand in the gap. And we will use those keys of the tabernacle of David. And we will stand and we will hear out of heaven what your will is. And we'll declare it on earth and you'll declare it in the heavens. We bless your name tonight, Lord. Lord, we declare tonight that these prayers will run swiftly over our, over our nation and over Colorado and over our cities. In the name of Jesus. I feel led to do this too. Lord, we declare for encounters in the bedchambers of these Supreme Court rulers, Lord. Of these Supreme Court judges. The Lord, they would have encounters in their bedchambers. At the most vulnerable times of sleep. That you would send messengers into those rooms. And the fear of the Lord would set upon them. They would be shaken to the core of their being. And the fear of the Lord would preside over these meetings and over these judgments in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Um, I can just say this. If you need to just spend time with the Lord, there is such an anointing here to soak in that. You can probably do that for a little while. Is that all right? Just tarry with the Lord if you just need to be quiet. If you have kids, you can pick them up and come back in here. Just wanna, I wanted to thank you, too. Such an anointing on you tonight, playing. I want to say thank you. Give me your name one more time. James. Thank you, James. So anointed. Thank you, Paul. If Paul is still here, thank you for your worship tonight. That was anointed. And what was it? And Rachel. God bless you guys. Let the Lord be with you. Amen. Just carry his presence back into your home. Amen. Go bless your houses. God bless you.